everybody, welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're really glad to be with you. And uh, we're glad you're listening to us on all our various outlets, from podcasts to YouTube to the website to various radio stations, networks. It's amazing where we're all playing, and we really have a vast and wide audience. And I'm constantly hearing from people, oh, Dave, I heard you on this station. I didn't even know we were on that station. So welcome. Really glad to be with you. We have an interesting show. We have Wrecker on, and you know Wrecker. He's... Uh, done federal law enforcement work, a veteran, uh, has given us unbelievable insight into what's going on today with Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and, you know, uh, Chaz, Chop, Portland. I mean, we're, we're going to get into some of that, too. But we have been chasing down a story jointly, and it has to do with Jupiter. And I have to tell you, from my perspective, I have never had so much trouble running down a story on Jupiter. And and I've even had a personal encounter with Jupiter this last week where we were looking for a comet in our northwestern sky and we glanced over and said, man, that star is bright and figured out, hey, that's Jupiter. And the luminosity of Jupiter has just jumped off the charts. And we're going to be getting into that here. What's going on with Jupiter? The rumors that are going to Wrecker and me, some of them seem like they kind of match up. And uh, we're going to talk about the anecdotal stories that we're getting. We don't have any hard research yet, but we're putting that this out here as kind of an all-call. Some of you out here may have information we'd like to know more. Dave Hodges at thecommonsenshow.com. Before we join Wrecker, we got to pay a couple bills. But I'm going to say this. This is a bill that you have to pay, and you have to pay this debt forward to your family. If you don't think that food as a weapon is not going to be used and employed as a strategy, you're not paying attention. Food inflation's up over 300%. My wife ran into some meat shortages this week. That couples with what she ran into two weeks ago. My sister tells me she's getting the same problem. It's happening, people. And there's going to be a time where you're not even going to be able to get storable food. So right now, you need to jump on board and go to preparewithdave.com. And what's there? Well, you've got the four-week special that's $100 reduced in price. So people are buying 20, 30, 40, 80, 100 of these things. You're kidding. No, because people realize that we're in trouble and they're getting food. Now, listen, you're going to want to listen later in the week because I'm going to have Bob Griswold on who's going to tell you how to hide your resources because people will come and take it from you. But right now, you need to worry about acquiring it. And we'll teach you later in the week how to hide it. So go to preparewithdave.com. And if you need food, you need water. We have the best water filtration system in the world. The research is at waterwithdave.com. You can look it up, read for yourself. And they're offering their product for 40% off. So you've got the food with preparewithdave.com. you got the water with waterwithdave.com. And now we have Wrecker. And we're going to be talking about Jupiter. And, and let me say this as an aside. Before I ever got into this business, because I was dragged into it when McCain tried to steal my property and that of 300 of my neighbors in rural Arizona, and he didn't want to compensate us for our property, uh, my favorite hobby was astrophysics, quantum physics. And I would read everything, devour everything. I listened to everything Richard Hoagland would ever say on Coast to Coast. And I was really into this. This is something that although I don't have a degree in this, I feel like I've got a practical degree in this because I've read I think just about all there is to read and Jupiter is coming at us in a hyperdimensional quantum physics model 
and there could be some really strange things going on out there. And Wrecker and I have been comparing notes for the last couple days, and there ain't a lot to compare. So we're going to share anecdotal stories. We're going to talk about the theory, what could be going on, and then we're hopeful that will stimulate people to come forward. Wrecker, welcome to the show. Um, this is kind of an off-the-beaten-path uh, kind of interview we're going to do, but I think this is going to be fascinating. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you know, anything that can uh, take us off the planet and the mayhem going on right now uh, <laughs> is good for me. I'm, I'm a, uh, a huge fan of anything else that could be off of this planet that uh, maybe they're not going through the same crisis we are. But, uh, yeah, Jupiter, let's, let's get into it. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of various reports through the Internet and whatever, you know, Whatever we can get from that, the substantial, good luck. Uh, but, you know, I've heard that Jupiter's been struck by an asteroid or a meteorite, or it's, it's having some very dramatic events that uh, something's happening on its uh, surface or within the gaseous cloud that surrounds it. And uh, it may be throwing a debris field at us. What are you hearing? Well, I'm kind of getting the same thing, and as I mentioned, I was uh, we were out in our backyard, and we're in rural Arizona with no street lights, so we don't get the light pollution that people get in the cities, and we can see things that people don't see. So we're looking for this comet uh, in a different part of the sky, and then we noticed Jupiter, and my wife and I were saying, my gosh, look how bright that is. Yeah, this is really out of character, and the luminosity had gone up like in two or three days, just dramatically. And then I started getting the rumors, people sending me emails, uh, making cryptic comments on YouTube and on my website, and they were saying things like, Jupiter's out of its orbital plane, Jupiter has been struck, where it's causing the asteroid belt to move and we're going to be going through a debris field. And that's the general gist of what I've been told, but I don't have any quantifiable proof to throw in front of this. Yeah, unfortunately, neither do I. Uh, but I would say if, if there's any anyone that's listening, if you happen to be a part of some uh, function in a college where you actually have a large telescope that you can look at and you can find Jupiter, which it should be pretty easy for you, uh, my take is that if there's something wrong with the orbit or the axis of that planet, we should see it within its moons. At least, you know, Titan or one of the other moons should be not in the same location. Uh, that, and we should see the debris field. You, you know, every day the Earth is hit by uh, small meteorites, comets, whatever you want to call them. And thankfully, God put, the, put this protective barrier around us called an atmosphere which everything burns up in safely for the most part. But if we're going through a large debris field, well, there's a chance something may get through. But if something gets through, I don't know where it's going to land. I don't think anyone knows where it's going to land. And I don't think anyone's going to tell us once they do do know at the same time. You know, Dave, this, we've seen this played out in how many Hollywood fictional movies. There's an asteroid coming, so we got to call Bruce Willis and his band of heroes to go and <laughs> put a nuke on it, or you know, yeah. it, all this this great. It makes for great television, but we don't have the know-how, the technology, the manpower, or just the resources in general to knock an asteroid off of its trajectory. If uh, the Earth me, is going to be hit, it's going to get hit. 
Go ahead. Uh, I'm not so sure. I think with 99% of the Earth's technology, you're correct. Uh, oh, this is where I get to get into my fun stuff. As you know, Nikola Tesla, he used zero-point energy on New Year's Eve 1899 to light up the Capitol Hill area in Denver, 75 miles away from where he was in Colorado Springs. No wires, no nothing. And it was zero-point energy. And then uh, the electrification of America had started after Edison, and all the industrialists were getting behind the power companies and this and that, and they said, oh, we'll put a meter on it make some money. And Tesla told Westinghouse, I, I, you don't need to have a meter. We can do this for nothing. And, you know, he was a little naive. He didn't realize that hey, the game was about making money, not about making people happy and secure. And they ostracized him as the darling scientist of the elite. So he goes to work for the Navy, invents radar, sonar, blah, 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 the Philadelphia Experiment, dies 1943. The FBI shows up, takes all his files, still classified today. And this is kind of, I don't think you even know this about me. It's, it's in print. But I was friends with Vance Davis, former ex-NSA, and Bill Pollack, uh, contract agency. I did a lot of Air Force Intel work. And uh, we had hooked up with some people who had good technology, this technology. We hooked up with Ken Lay from Enron. And we think this was what caused Ken Lay to take a dive because they came after him. And he wasn't guilty of anything. They just did not want zero-point energy out. We actually had detailed plans in the San Luis Valley of Colorado to build a zero-point energy field where everyone would have free energy for anything they wanted, including um, the beginnings of the experimental internet. This is before the internet was formally released. And Ken Lay was all behind it. And he said one time in a conference call I was in, well, we better have our dead man switches in order because these bastards are sure gonna come after us. And they did, and I believe he suffered the same fate as Epstein. He did not commit suicide. <laughs> he had too many dead man switches. He bugged out, just like Epstein did, to keep him quiet. So I've been down this road. And, Wrecker, I don't think I've ever told you this, have I? No, I don't think so. But, no. Dave, you mean to tell me that there may be special access programs somewhere up in space that we don't know about? Well, we know that there is geosyncretic uh, space platforms 24,000 miles out from the Earth. Now, what exactly their mission is, it's clouded mystery, and a lot of people I've talked to in Intel are not exactly sure. And I know someone in the space program. I know someone prominently in the space program, and, and he doesn't know. And if he knew and couldn't tell me, he would tell me. But we touched this technology, and the elite doesn't want it. So here's what happened, Wrecker. After World War II and the death of Tesla, uh, they made a decision to bifurcate science. Three-dimensional, Newtonian, simple physics, no extra-dimensional effects, okay? No time travel possibility, nothing. That would be the science that would be taught to most people. To the very elite and the upper-level university programs that prepare people to go to work for DARPA and so forth, they would do the quantum physics with uh, multiple um, dimensions, multiple effects, and time travel is a possibility. And this is where Steve gets into the Stargates thing, and I won't go off on that so much, but interesting, he's doing another documentary on this. Can't wait. So this is something that absorbed me personally for years and years and years. And whenever I would meet uh, someone who identified as a quantum physicist, I could have a three or four hour conversation. And they were kind of amazed. They go, Dave, you have a background in psychology and research. How do you know all this? Habit, this is my hobby. And, and so I really engrossed myself in this. And I'm telling you, 
record, there are two levels of science. Now, quantum physics is beginning to meet Newtonian three-dimensional physics. And we have movies that are kind of predictive programming to show that. The show, the uh, TV series Stargate SG-1 was one of those shows. Steve and I, Steve Quayle and I both agree that was predictive programming to get people used to what is coming eventually. And um, so when we say we don't have the ability to take an asteroid off path, sorry to be so long-winded on this, but that's not true. It's true for most of our, shall we say, most of the planet with their three-dimensional physics technology. It's not true if you've mastered quantum physics and the gravitational grids that run across our planet and through the solar system as well as the universe. You could move asteroids. Um, the story is that I'm getting is we're going to move through a debris field and it could be an extinction level event and it's Jupiter's disturbance that are going to push asteroid debris particles towards us and we'll get hit multiple times. See like if an asteroid were going to hit the earth I've been told you really don't want to shoot a missile at it and break it up because then you'll have ten times more damage. You're better off taking one big hit hoping you survive and and uh, but we're going to get the little hits from what I've been told from people that say that we're going to go through a debris field in September, between September and March of next year. Yeah, see, and I can't, I can't even begin to pretend to know what you know, but I understand enough from certain programs that I'm aware of that, you know, within GSO, Geosync Orbit, we have plenty of space trash and debris that's up there that luckily deflects a lot of the smaller stuff but if there was something large enough with enough mass it would displace it with just the, the energy itself as it's coming in towards our atmosphere once it hits our atmosphere and it explodes over hopefully it would still make one heck of a mess but if it actually had impact we could be looking at biblical proportion tidal waves we could be looking at what we've seen in revelations as wormwood and the seas turning bitter you know, the Bible predicts that, what is it, a quarter of life in the sea is going to die. A quarter of life on the planet within the earth is going to die uh, on land. So depending on how many different things we get hit with, I know in Revelations there's at least two or three large hits that we take. Uh, so I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying <laughs> as the public, we're not going to know. You know, we have so many things that are in orbit that are pointed back down at us that are used for weapons that we very rarely turn them and port them outward where the more serious weapons are being hurled at us. Um, you know, things like this, like the like the asteroid belt, you, you can't find it out there very much, and be, not because it's very hush-hush, but the science is hard to pinpoint so... Once you, if you don't even have the science down, you're not even going to push it out to the public, and that's where you have, you know, agencies like uh, NASA who try to solve these problems. Uh, unfortunately, I, I hope that NASA and Russia and China and maybe India, who have the biggest space agencies, uh, go also with Norway. Uh, maybe they're all talking. Hopefully they are. Hopefully there is a plan. But. Me, personally, I don't think there's any plan out there that can stop all of it. Maybe one. Maybe one of them. But it, you can't stop all of them if they're coming this way. Well, I think with the right technology, it's possible. The problem is, here's how I see it. Let's put it this way. 
if the proper technology is not brought to bear, you're totally correct. And there'd be reasons not to bring the technology to bear. Because if the technology is in control of globalists, who are really the leaders of that movement or the descendants of the fallen angels, and Steve and I just did a show on this, and this is what Celeste Salam and I actually got into. And this is what led to a quick interview turnaround with Steve, because uh, I think we're dealing with fallen angel entities. They want to destroy humanity. And of course, what better revenge than to take some asteroid debris and cause all life to end on the earth. That'd be the ultimate revenge against God. I'll go to my NSA uh, friend's training, Vance Davis. He said, he told me this in 1993, that he was taught there was a war out in the cosmos and the bad guys lost and they came here and tried to destroy humanity by capturing the soul, but they couldn't unlock the history of the soul or how to access it. So they started uh, to try to morph human beings. He's describing transhumanism in 1993 before there was such a term. He told me this personally in 1993 when we got to be friends. And uh, he's right on the money. And uh, I shared this with Steve the other night in the interview. And Steve Quayle said, Dave, that's 100% correct. Now, they want to destroy humanity using this debris field. Here's what's ironic about this. You know, when I actually, and I have to give Steve credit. I followed Steve Quayle's work on this. And then I started arriving at my own conclusions based on what I was reading in the Bible. But uh, uh, there was a war out there. And the planet Astra between Mars and Jupiter destroyed. That's the asteroid belt. And what poetic revenge then to use the asteroids to destroy the Earth, God's prized creation. I don't think they're going to succeed, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to go through a hell of a bad time. No, the Bible clearly states we are going through. We are going to all go through a terrible, terrible time. Uh, that's why it's very important that we don't follow the folly doctrine of man. We follow the uh, the words only of God. You know, when it comes to something like this, with the uh, let's say if we do get struck by an asteroid, you talk about pure pandemonium that will happen on this world. I think that may be one of those events. Dave, that you could see the new world order that George Sr. Uh, spoke about at the UN. What if we had an outside threat from off this planet? You know, he wasn't really always talking about aliens, as everyone liked to hope. It could be something uh, alien of this of this planet. Uh, you know, an asteroid from a different part of the solar system is definitely alien. Uh, but there's always a capitalizing event through anything like this you know and people are always going to suffer so that the greater good be able to survive and you know when it comes to the the black science that's out there that the elite know a certain level of science that the rest of the world is only taught that's very true well this that's is what i'm talking true. about it, record yeah, that's exactly that what i'm about. talking about yes um and and but listen here's why i don't think the this is a plot to destroy humanity, and I think it's very possible. The reason it won't succeed is because we're promised in Revelations that they said if Jesus didn't come back, we'd all perish. But Jesus is coming back for the second time, and we will be saved. And this is why I do not believe that these forces that are basically ruled by Satan will be successful in this endeavor. No, no. I, and anyone who believes that, I think, needs to you know get back into the Bible. Uh, Satan will forever lose, but it does not mean that we won't go through trials and tribulations. And, uh, you know, 
it, it could be something, Dave, where they say, hey, you know, a year or two from now, we are going to see a direct impact on Earth. Two or three years from now, a direct impact on Earth. Uh, I don't think it would mean tomorrow. I don't think it could mean next month. Uh, but until the scientists and the government decides to tell us, no one really knows, do they? No, September is not that far away. And according, here, let me let me just read this. Um, what I read to you um, earlier, I think it's worth worth sharing a few excerpts here. I'll leave the yeah. part out where the guy says he walks seven miles to listen to my show. Um, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Um, and and the gentleman says that uh, he was picked up uh, one time when his truck broke down, and uh, this guy was an astrophysicist on the way back to Texas. They were coming out of Colorado on I-25, and he uh, he's told by this guy that, and I'll read I'll read the verbatim quote here. This was, by the way, Wrecker and I talked on the phone earlier today. He called me when my wife and I were out and about and doing some shopping. And uh, we said, you know what, we need to talk about some of this stuff. So I'll call you, we'll do an interview. And uh, an hour after this is when I get this message. And we were asking about Jupiter. And I go, I don't know that much about Jupiter. Do you know? I don't know much about Jupiter. But the rumors are out there. So this came in an hour after that conversation. So here's what this guy said. He said, the guy offered to give me a ride and we couldn't fix our truck. The thing he was talking about uh, was uh, after seeing with Jupiter, he said that in late 2020 or early 2021, our planet was going to go through a large debris field and that it would wreak havoc on the planets and that the Earth was going to be beaten up pretty bad. I asked him if this was an extinction level event to which he responded, it very well could end up being that. Um, so pretty interesting there that uh, this 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 could be it. Yeah, and just in case people don't understand what we're talking about with this asteroid belt, in between Jupiter and Mars, the fourth rock from the sun, there's an asteroid belt that circumferences us. Uh, it's very large. It's what most people confuse for the stars in the sky or you know, sometimes these rock-like objects, they call them stars or planetoids, depending on the size of them. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, you know, the, I, I give credibility to people who just randomly email you, things like that, because there's a lot of little words in there that you're looking for. Uh, you know, not how many people just claim to be an astrophysicist? Not too many. And uh, I know Dave well enough. He's not making this story up. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're listening and you belong to a, a telescope club or you know you're a sky watcher whatever and you can verify any of this hit up dave and uh let him know what you can see or take pictures if possible so that the rest of us can know because uh we're not getting all the information and if this is of major importance we all need to know this i agree uh there is something that really uh, jumped out at me too uh, since right before we started this interview, and it's the work of David Michael Scallion. You may not have ever heard of him, but he used to be a guest on the old Art Bell Coast to Coast show, and he used to have these visions, and these visions would so disable him that sometimes he'd go to the hospital. He'd be so disabled, and this is a this is a real story. I mean, I have very good friends who were very close with Art Bell, 
and this was something that Arbel stuck by 100%. So what I'm telling you, you can take to the bank. And so David Michael Scallion had these debilitating effects, but he developed a map about what was coming from asteroid strikes. And there was a lady, too, in Payson, Arizona, which is a community about an hour northeast of Phoenix, and it's up on the Muggian Rim, so it's high. It's above, it's way, it's, it's, I think it's probably about five, 6,000 feet of elevation, where Phoenix is around uh, 400. Now, both of these people, Lori, Lori Toy, that's her name, Lori Toy, um, this was back in the 90s. They both had these maps, and I've seen them, and they used to be out on the net in the early days, and they showed water and where it would end up. And, and if you lived in Aspen, you were going to have beachfront property. Phoenix was going to be flooded out, and you'd be safe in Payson, and that was Lori's um, vision. My, David Michael Scallion had something very, very similar. He talked about in some areas it wouldn't go as far inland. He talked about huge refugee camps in Yuma, and a year ago we practiced huge refugee camp in Yuma. I thought that was interesting. And they both had these maps that showed the terrible effects. Let me share with you something I saw, too, on one of the information channels on the net. I forget which one. An asteroid hits by the Canary Islands. It's a half a mile wide. Within six hours, a 1,500-foot wall of water hits the East Coast. That's how serious this is, Wrecker. Yeah, you know, those were old, uh, there's also old Navy maps that were uh, given to various naval commanders throughout the uh, the fleet. That's right. That also were in possession of that. And the Ozarks is also one of the highest uh, places where people who are high-ranking that retire from the Navy live at. And supposedly, and I can't verify this, this is just things that I've been told over a period of years, but that was why they were going there. I remember when I was in the military, I got told that, and I thought it was a bunch of BS until I actually started seeing the maps. And uh, you know, then I got I got to sit there and go, well, is this real? Is this fake? I'm seeing so many of them. Why would they seem to, you know, uh, make all this out to be fiction? So I think there's, I think there's a lot of validity to this. Like I said, I, I'm I'm not an astrophysicist or a cosmologist or astrologist. I don't know. Uh, I'm a shooter, so uh, this is a, a new episode for me. Well, some of the effects, just let me share a couple because this is dramatic. The Mississippi uh, River changed the way it was flowing. It becomes so wide that the nation is effectively cut in half. Massive earthquakes out of the uh, 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 Madra fault line um, in the mid part of the United States, and coastlines, vast coastlines just disappear. And see, this water isn't just 1,500 feet when it hits. It, it, it works its way into the tributaries and, and actually causes rivers to reverse, like from the West Coast. Because everything, you know, west of the Continental Divide, uh, which runs through Colorado, you know, New Mexico, if you're on the other side of that divide, all the rivers flow to the Pacific. And on the other side, it flows to the Atlantic. Well, that gets reversed because of this. Uh, the effects are just uncannily... Uh, bad but here's here's the thing that no one ever talks about and and i had uh i think it was i talked to uh richard hoagland and i told richard i said i want you to talk to art who talks to these guys and ask him what about food production crop production about clean water drinkable water what are we going to do and then oh I got, yeah i got the word back 
and said, that was a great question. No one was really talking about it at the time. They were so overwhelmed by these maps and the dramatic effects that basically your growing seasons would be over except in a few places and famine and uh, dirty water would be the two major causes of death. Well, to push that much salt water inland, you're going to kill a huge crop of fish that a lot of people who, like me, grew up on the rivers, we depend on that. Uh, and, you know, that source of drinking water. Also, if it gets into the water table, it could possibly pollute the entire water table. So, you know, water could very scarcely be the next thing that a war comes up over, fresh water. You are right on uh, the money with that because when they had the Gulf oil spill, um, some of the um, oil got into the water table and it caused massive sinkholes throughout Louisiana. Um, it took down mm -hmm. the salt domes and so you're, you're absolutely right. And this was on a mo more minor scale than this would be with these massive hits. Well, think about this too. Let's look at it from a military standpoint. You know, where do you place most of your military bases? On the coast. On the coast. For what reason? Depend. Rapid response and protection. Yeah. Rapid response and protection. They're gone. Those installations are gone. You know, unless the unless our fleets can float or surf, let's say that, unless our fleets can surf, uh, even after that, they may be beached inland a couple thousand miles. You know, when uh, Katrina hit, Rita, uh, Ivan, all these all these various hurricanes that hit the Gulf, it wasn't uncommon to find a tanker sometimes 200 to 300 yards off the beach you know, and just laying there and there's almost no way to get it out. Uh, my uncle was actually part of a crew that had to go out there and try and drag some of these boats back into the Gulf. So, and, and those weren't, <laughs> those were very, very small uh, surges. They weren't tidal waves, they were just storm surges. You know, a tidal wave like that, it would literally destroy everything. And the, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, but this is stuff that I like talking about, you know, uh, because you start to, you have to really think very deeply about the effects that this would change, not just on our normal day-to-day -day scale, but it'll destroy our military, destroy the economy. Hey, power grid's done. Your power grid's gone. It, with, within America, you have three power grids. You have the West Coast, East Coast, you have Texas. If any one of those on the West Coast or East Coast, East Coast is affected, it affects the other. So if the West Coast gets obliterated, the East Coast doesn't have power. Texas would be the only one. But more than likely, Texas is going to end up getting flooded just as well. So, you know, the, these are things that would hyper-dramatically change the way we would live day by day. People ain't going back to school after that one. You're not going back to your normal job after that one. Good luck on farming. You know, it, it would be one of those doomsday-like events that would literally have to form a new world government in order to pull everything together to rally everyone together to pull all the resources and then somebody's got to control it and it won't be a council it'll be one man and it's events like this that are that will happen before the antichrist comes on scene these events will happen before the antichrist comes on scene and here we are talking about them today it's not a far cry for us to say that, you know, just randomly out of the sky, a large rock is going to hit and change the way we live as a society, as, as a world society. 
it could very possibly happen at any moment because things penetrate our atmosphere all the time and we're not following it. We find new asteroids all the time. Uh, I used to follow the asteroids uh, every now and then, and it's funny to see NASA go, oh, look, there's there's one that we're tracking, and three or four just came in the atmosphere that they didn't ever, they never saw. So our, our satellites, as great and as high-tech as they are, you can't see everything. You can't catch everything. No, and you know what's interesting, too, to tie into this? The uh, Jesuits uh, built Mount Graham, uh, you know, Mount Lemmon in Arizona. Do you oh, know about yeah. that? You know about the Vatican uh, telescope? Well, of course. Well, I think this is what it was created for. Well, it, if you look at it, what the Vatican says, I believe it's called Satan. Isn't that what they named it? Or Lucifer. They called Lucifer, it Lucifer, yeah, they called it Lucifer, right. right. Yeah, and in their mission statement, they're, they're looking for life that's not on Earth. Yeah. Oh, good luck with that, gents. Uh, I would you know, baptize I, aliens, I is what the Pope said. Yeah, yeah, baptize them. I'll baptize them in a five-gallon bucket. Uh, but, you know, these these guys, they, they build equipment like this for a reason. They have the money pulled into stuff like this for a reason. You know, they could have put that anywhere on Earth, but instead, I believe it's Navajo, they put it right on a ancient Stargate mountain. Yes. Where the Native American, the First Nations people uh, that are there claim, hey, you built that right on our most holiest mountain. What do you mean the most holiest mountain? Well, that's where the gods come through at. Oh, well, isn't that funny? And if if you recall, uh, Steve Quayle and Dr. Tom Horn, they actually made a film about that together. And I believe they also wrote a book together on that. And part of their investigation they were actually up there and talking uh to these scientists uh who were very accommodating to them and that they said yeah you know once all the ufos clear the sky then we can really see everything and i always wanted to be there just to ask just to say can you say that one more time when the ufos clear the skies what do you mean so you know there's there's so many funny things that uh that are found at sites like this that no one has permission to go to. It's it's obviously a SAP, a special access program. Uh, and as much as the Vatican wants to say that they run it for their cathedral purposes, the Vatican is a government. It is a kingdom. The Vatican is a kingdom. Their king is the Pope. So this is a government-run program, a special access government-ran program on our soil. So that means that we agree to that there's a joint venture here. We're both looking for something, and we're not telling the public, right? Well, I, I would agree. We're not telling the public, and for good reason, because the end game is controlled by Lucifer, and that includes the extinction of humanity. So, of course, they'd keep that quiet. Yeah, I don't think it'll stay quiet for long. I, I think, and unfortunately, I hate to tie it into stuff like this, but as crazy as the atmosphere is above the Earth, right now on the Earth, it's getting even more crazier. And I think the buildup to the elections, the buildup of what's going to happen after the elections, we're going to see all kinds of crazy stuff that we've never seen before. Uh, 
you know, to, to quote Steve Quayle, the word normal is not going to be viewed the same. Uh, yeah, Steve what we're said seeing that, right now. Yeah, Steve said that at Branson, yeah. remember back in 20, whatever, 19? Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, or, or, and I was yeah. on stage with him when he said it. He, Paul Begley, and I were on stage, and Steve turned to me and said, uh, we'll never be using the word normal again. And here, what's our favorite term today for COVID-19 lockdowns? It's the new normal. And Steve was so on the money. Yeah, yeah. So tip of the hat to Steve Quayle. The man is, is truly gifted and you know, uh, it's one reason why he's been a mentor of mine for so long, and I've learned so much from him. But you know, I can't even begin to fathom the the depths of his knowledge. But I I could tell you this much: he is right. The word "normal" has been thrown out of the textbook. It's probably been re- replaced by something that doesn't have white privilege on it. Uh, I I I want to I want to say that things will ease up and slow back down and this is just politics you know because i hear people saying that it's not it's not just politics there's more than just this going on could it be that the world is getting into a frenzy and we're trying to get the whole world under the new world order right now as fast as possible and trump's in the way because we got to deflect the asteroid maybe maybe i mean that's a really far shot either way it's an evil organization but I believe there's something much more to this. I just don't know what. Well, I think the forces of the planet are lining up to do war. And I don't necessarily mean it's going to be confined to China, Russia, U.S., European Union kind of stuff. I'm talking the spiritual forces. Oh, yes, sir. I think old empires are going to be realigning. Um, I'm seeing evidence of it now. Uh, every time I look at the news now, Wrecker, I see uh, realignment of alliances. I'll give you an example. One just happened today. Trump issued an executive order, and, and he said, we are no longer giving trading privileges to Hong Kong because they're under the control of China. This is a half a step towards mm-hmm. breaking off diplomatic relations, which is usually a you precursor know, I, I, for war. Yeah, I don't understand the strategic grounds that we just gave up for that, but what I this is what I see uh, just studying the history of all this I think the United States of America and the people who run it not the citizens but the people who run it are trying to bring us back to a colonial like pre-kingdom I think they're trying to make us into our own kingdom like what we separated from Britain because everything we're doing is very imperialistic. You know, we have bases scattered all throughout the world right now. We have multiple wars on multiple fronts, not just on the ground, but in space and in cyberspace and in the economy. You know, uh, so we have so many different little wars going on right now, it's hard to keep track of. But the politicians are definitely trying to navigate this country into a collision with China. Every day you turn on the news and China has done something else wrong. And I am not a fan of China. I don't like the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, I, I, I do not align myself with communists or Marxists or Leninists or whatever socialistic crap they want to talk about. Uh, I, I believe in you know rugged individualism. I, I believe in the spirit that was once America, the spirit of freedom. Get out and, you know, 
carve a, a piece of a piece of property out into the woods and you go do you just leave everyone else alone that's the way i wish it would have stayed but obviously the politicians didn't they have to keep this level of control and and since i'm already on this tirade i wanted to talk to you about something that i've been dwelling on for a while and i want to see what you think you know we we constantly look at the left as the the bad party the bad guys because they have the democrats and the socialists and then the communists now we have the marxists and now we have the antifa uh we got the domestic terrorists and they align with people that don't really align with the machinations that once was america but what happens whenever we completely target one party and we just dang near take them off the ballot because they are they're obviously radical obviously against everything that we shouldn't be doing they are for it uh if you ever give too much control to a government let's hypothetical if you give too much power and control to a government you can potentially be expecting for that power that that government has to not be given back to you the people and to then be used against you for safety and security. One of those little things Thomas Jefferson warned us about. Uh, let's talk about something. Let's talk about the right hook that no one may see be, may, uh, be see coming. And we must be careful not to give all the power to the right. Now, between the Democrats and the Republicans, I don't trust either one of them because they're both politicians. To me, politicians are about like lawyers. They're good enough to field sandbags, and that's about it. I don't trust them. Their job is to market themselves and the people who pay them to speak. And most of the time, it's lies. They haven't given us anything that we've been asking them to do. Heck, I still ha can't even walk around with my suppressor because it's still deemed some sort of dangerous object, but out in Europe, a suppressor for a rifle or a pistol is considered the same item as a flashlight. So, you know, there's a reason why we can't have access to those uh, pieces of weaponry, and it's not a weapon. It just suppresses the sound. Uh, so it, it's it's a very stupid thing. I'm oh, sorry. I can get on a tirade about that. No, that's fine. I want to hear it. Well, so I got something. Let us not forget... It was 9-11 that changed this country. The Patriot Act and every unconstitutional act that, enact, that was enacted since has set forth a foundation that has only been built upon by both parties to usurp power from the people and exert unconstitutional control through the lines of, quote-unquote, safety and security, turn the American public, the republic, back into a kingdom and under authoritarian control. Let us not forget, there was a unanimous vote by both parties to send our military into Afghanistan and Iraq and several other military operations around the world that to this day are still going on. Thousands of our men and women were lost in a senseless war that we could hardly prove who did what. Yes, there was an intelligence citing that the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and others wanted to hurt America or destroy it entirely or plot to kill people. That is not unusual. All right, that's not unusual. 
there are multitude of threats out there trying to do that and always have been all right but so did russia and so did the other communist symp- uh, sympathizers but we didn't lead an all-out campaign against them for it don't you think that russia and china north korea with all their weaponry at advanced weaponry that could actually meet us toe-to-toe on a battlefield don't you think that's more of a threat with the types of weapons that they have and the types of threats that they give us than al-qaeda or taliban living in the caves in pakistan and and afghanistan that makes sense to me yes yes yeah and still to this day and i've been to iraq three times i can tell you this much there were a lot of republicans and democrats who got really wealthy off of the blood that was spilt on that land yeah that's true and a lot of so it came I, from I drug get, trafficking, too. Yeah. And remember, both parties have contributed with trillions in debt that we, the people, are expected to pay. Not them. We are. And both parties are attempting control over us and our economy now with this entire COVID-19 lockdown. Here we go again. We're going to start the lockdown procedures again. Dave, you run this country into the ground, and you put people in a compromising position. You damn well better expect some bad behavior to come out of it, like what we're seeing right now in Portland, like what we're seeing right now in Seattle. Name a state that doesn't have conflict. Alaska. Okay. Maybe. Uh, But – there is conflict in every state, and unfortunately, it's in most Democratic states and most Democratic cities. President Trump cited that last week. How come most of the problems are in Democratic states and Democratic cities? Well, probably because there's been a history of, this, of these problems, and they're not going to be resolved, even if you put a Republican in power there. You know why? Because people compromise. Politicians compromise. They compromise because of dollars. I want to say that I trust my congressmen who are out there doing what they can for their constituents, but I just can't anymore. I just can't. I want to say that I trust that the government for which we stand for stands for us, but it doesn't. It stopped that a long time ago. It, and not just because Obama came. It stopped that before Obama. It was that way with Bush. It was that way with Clinton. It was that way with Daddy Bush. Uh, to me, I think it's been that way since JFK was shot. This country has been in a downfall, and it's precipitated to where we are at now. And for whatever reason, Donald Trump has just become the man, the number one man, that has to be removed. Let me ask you this much, Dave. If he was such a problem, if Donald Trump was such a piece of crap, if he was such a terrible president, but yet he aligned with the left, like what so many people want to say, this is all part of the plan, or this this Q anonymous, uh, trust the plan. I don't trust the plan. You know why? Because I went through with the plan three times. Three times I went through with the plan going to war, and I almost became crippled and almost died because of it. So I don't trust the plan. That plan made a lot of wealthy people wealthier. Uh, but if Trump was was part of this plan, why are they doing everything they can 
to blackmail the guy? Why are they doing everything they can to sue the guy, to scare him, to scare his family, to riot in all the cities and then blame it on Trump? Apparently now racism was invented by Trump. The economy being destroyed was invented by Trump. Did Trump tack on trillions of dollars to our economy? Yes, he did. I'm not happy about that. But ladies and gentlemen, there ain't nothing you can do about it. The presidents are going to continue to do that until we don't have a president. Uh, so there's there's no way around this vicious circle within our politics. But I promise you, if you don't vote, and maybe this is maybe this is just a reach out uh, in faith, but if you don't vote, come November eighth, and we put Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden, creepy Joe Biden, into office, this country is done. It's done with. And I don't see how that could even happen because unless Joe comes out of his uh, his basement, he's not going to win the presidency. But if you look at all the polls, I was just listening to uh, Chris Wallace interview uh, President Trump. And it was funny because President Trump was tearing Chris Wallace up. Uh, every poll that he showed, Biden's winning. In your heart of hearts, Dave, do you honestly think Biden's winning? No, I don't. I think close. there's. I think, I think he has such a cognitive decline. <laughs> Trump, Trump did a great one. He doesn't even know he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that. We That's have good. A, yeah, we have such a gangster president. Uh, look, I like Trump. He's he's not the president I wanted, but he's the president we got. And as long as he's backing Jesus, as long as he's backing the cops and the military, the working man. As long as he's still trying to help our farmers, our economy, and defend us from enemies without and within, and he's not cowering down, I have to vote for the guy. You know, I may not agree with everything, but I have to vote for the guy. Uh, You know, I'm not saying it's a sales pitch, but if you've never voted before and you never thought it was a problem, stop and take a look around. You're right. Maybe you, maybe your vote will finally contribute to something, but be careful when you go to the polls. This is going to be a dangerous year. Mass casualty because events, even, yep. And Wrecker, on yeah, that note, well, we're just about out of time. This has been a, a really a stream of consciousness interview, but man, has this been fascinating. I, I could do this for another hour. Unfortunately, we're up against the clock. We're we're going to follow up. We're going to follow up. In fact, I think we need to take up where we're leaving off here. Because people are going to have to outvote the fraudsters, no question. On that note, Wrecker, we got to say goodnight. we got to go in three, two, one. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Dave, thank you. Take care.